Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. <laughs> that was a new one. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. It's below zero today. Are you wearing your long underwear? No, and I don't want to know if you are. I am. I'm wearing long underwear, and I've got a couple shirts on and a sweatshirt Shut and another sweatshirt. Barry. <sighs> All right. We're going to start off, as always, with worst things first. And if you're wondering, hey, Matt, hearing about Barry's long underwear already counts as starting off with worst things first. You're right. But also, we have a lot of news to get to. In addition to Barry's fucking long underwear. It's periwinkle. No! I don't even know what that is. It's a color. After that, we are basically shooting an episode of MTV Cribs because we are diving deep into working from home. Mostly about how terrible and depressing it is. <laughs> and finally, we have Akila frickin' Hughes on the show. Akila is a comedian who writes all over the internet and has an amazing YouTube channel and a book coming out real soon. We have all of that and more, so let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's pull up our long johns and start the show. All right. Worst things first. The worst news of the week. First, a three-year-old boy went missing in North Carolina for two days. And when he was found... After being lost in the woods, he told his family he'd been hanging out with a bear. (laughs) This is a three-year-old child. Can three-year-olds, like, walk? Yes. (laughs) I don't know at what age things start to happen. They talk, they walk. Yeah. Do they poop by themselves? Eh, It depends on the kid. When do they normally start potty training? Well, they start potty training around two. Yeah. But it does not mean it's successful at three. Okay. Well, I guess this boy just wandered away. He was in his grandmother's yard in North Carolina, and he wandered into the woods and got lost. There was this whole search effort, and he was found alive two days later, healthy, smiling, and talking. And yeah, when they asked him, he was like, yeah, he hung out with a bear. (laughs) And what's upsetting to me is that That is the entire story. (laughs) There is no other detail. What? Well, what's the gay community like? Like, how many bears are there in North Carolina? (laughs) Maybe he just, like, stumbled upon a club. Yeah, I'm sure this three-year-old child (laughs) knows the intricacies of the gay bear community. 
I guess the family set up a P.O. box uh, to handle the outpouring of support for the three-year-old who spent the day at the hospital eating Cheetos and Nuggets and watching Paw Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) It's my ideal afternoon. I also love that it's like, oh, you've been in the woods for two days, like not eating or drinking. Here's the best way to get your health back is Cheetos and chicken nuggets. (laughs) And Paw Patrol. Next! Speaking of chicken nuggets, according to a USDA report, the chicken company Purdue recalled eight tons of chicken nuggets due to a labeling inaccuracy, and Tyson Foods recalled 18 tons of chicken nuggets because they might contain rubber. What? (laughs) How does rubber get in there? That's what chicken nuggets are. Like, I don't (laughs) understand what... (laughs) (laughs) nobody's eating a chicken nugget expecting chicken. Remember like a few years ago, I feel like it was like eight years ago when there was all of those like viral videos about like, this is what's actually in chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. And it's just pink sludge. Oh yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. My favorite clip, maybe we can put this in somewhere. Well, it's kind of visual. (laughs) Do you know Jamie Oliver? Uh Uh-huh. Jamie Oliver is a British chef, and he had this show. I don't know what what it was from. There's this clip of him making chicken nuggets in front of a group of kids and, like, showing them how disgusting it actually is. He, like, cuts off all the parts of the chicken we usually eat and then, like, takes all of the leftovers, puts it in a blender, like, blends it up, and then, like, balls it up into a nugget shape and deep fries it. And the kids see this entire process, and they're so grossed out. And after he deep fries it, he's like, all right. Now, who would actually eat this? And then they all raise their hands. <laughs> <laughs> and the look on his face is just like, God damn it, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's like nobody, everything is disgusting. Yeah. Just fucking eat the nugget. Next, according to the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, hedgehog owners should stop Kissing their hedgehogs. Never. Way to ruin everything, you fucking scientists. (laughs) Just in time for Valentine's Day, they're like, guess what? The one thing you love in your life? Stop fucking kissing it. Don't kiss or snuggle hedgehogs because this can spread salmonella germs to your face and mouth and make you sick. The agency warned. Why are they picking this time to just suddenly be like, don't make out with your hedgehogs? So one of them probably did. I guess there has been an outbreak. No deaths have been reported, but one person has been hospitalized, the CDC said. Three cases have been reported in Missouri and two in Minnesota. And they can trace it back to hedgehog kissing? (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. Well, apparently hedgehogs, more than other animals, hedgehogs are more prone to passing it on than other animals. So they were like, stop getting hedgehogs. Get like a fucking dog, you crazies. Make out with your dog. Yeah. Dr. Sykes. Dr. Sykes. Uh, She recommends choosing a pet that poses a lower risk, like a dog. Okay, bitch. Let me get what I fucking want. I had a hamster, and then it died. Did you ever kiss it? On the mouth? I was very scared of it. Have I told this story before about About my hamster? About them in the bathtub? I had this friend in school. Sure. And she had hamsters, and like they fucked and shit out babies, and she had to give them away. So my mom was like, I guess we can take a couple. And so we took a couple hamsters. We named them Muffin and Biscuit. Yes. <laughs> Shocking that our, <laughs> our hamster names were food-based. But the hamster always, you he every time we would take them out, they would bite my brother's fingers. <laughs> and then like one day, like far into having them, he like broke down and started sobbing because he was like, they hate me and they always bite my fingers. And eventually we traced it back to the fact that around the same time that we got the hamsters, my mom bought from Sam's Club like a... Uh, like a vat of powdered sugar donuts. So my brother just like for a solid month just had like powdered sugar on his hands. (laughs) (laughs) And so every time we take out the hamsters, they would bite him on the fingers. (laughs) They they tasted donut-y. Yeah. Um, They looked like little long johns. And then mine got a tumor and blew up. (laughs) Oh my God. We had to cut the front of her little house off. 
because she couldn't fit through the little front door. Because of her muffin top. Yeah, and I was at first we thought maybe she was pregnant, but no, pregnant with a tumor. Oh. And then one day she died before school, and I saw her laying there, and I was like, well, she's dead. And then when I came home after school, but I didn't say anything before school. Then I came home after school, and my mom was like, I have bad news. Uh, muffin's dead. And I was like, yeah, I I could tell. And she was like, oh, I didn't want to tell you, so I like arranged her to look like she was sleeping. Oh, my God, no, Debbie. <laughs> My mom, like, dressed the dead hamster <laughs> so that I wouldn't be upset before school. And I was like, yeah, she's fucking blue. She put, like, a little tiny coffee cup in its little tiny hand. <laughs> Steaming cup. It's like, oh, there's Muffin just having her morning cup of joe. <laughs> in her house with no front because she's too fat to fit through the front door. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I don't know how we got to this. <laughs> don't kiss your hedgehogs. <laughs> Next! A man in Florida! Only in Florida! I think we talked about this man. We have a double offender? Um, no. Well, we talked about this guy because he was caught jumping into the crocodile exhibit at a yes. at the St. Augustine Alligator Farm Zoological Park. Which somebody had tweeted at us and was like, hey, by the way, a farm, it just means that it's like a recreational center <laughs> or like a safe place for the alligator. I also remember, because I remember this was the episode where I was like, I thought crocodiles only lived in Africa. Yeah, yeah. But they're not. They're <laughs> both. They live here too. You're all our fact checkers. Thank you so much. Uh, anyway, this man was finally sentenced to a year in jail for jumping in. Wow. Now he, now he'll he's jumping into a different kind of cage. <laughs> yep. Um uh, well yeah, apparently he caused over $5,000 in damage. Security video showed the cro- a crocodile biting him on the leg. He escaped leaving blood and clothing behind. And he was found the following day after a resident reported seeing him crawling in his underwear across a neighboring yard. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I can you imagine? I like, I can Im- not imagine living in Florida and like seeing just a man in his underwear like crawling across my lawn. <laughs> like, <laughs> the list of possible things that could have happened to him is so endless that I'm like, no, this is like Walking Dead. You need to board your windows <laughs> and make sure that man does not come anywhere near your house. And finally, this story was sent to me a whole lot. This will be my only official statement on the matter. <laughs> An up-and-coming singer in New Zealand named Kelsey Carter made headlines last week after apparently getting a tattoo of Harry Styles on her face. Just a big ol' Harry Styles tattoo right on her fucking cheek. And everyone's like, Matt, what do you think of this? A, she's my mortal enemy now. (laughs) B, I don't think it worked in getting his attention, so I do relate. (laughs) You got one just on the other cheeks. Yeah, oh yeah, my entire ass. It's one of those tattoos where, like, my butthole is, like, his mouth. Yeah, yeah. No, Um, I've seen it. But you have to spread the cheeks in order to get the full image. Of course. Otherwise, yeah, it just looks like he's, like, sneezing. But then when you (laughs) open the cheeks, it's, like, full Beautiful, beautiful smile. Yeah. Um, By the way, Matt does not actually have a tattoo of Harry Styles on his ass. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Also, by the way, you've never seen my ass. True. You'd have no idea. I don't. But yeah, I actually didn't realize the first few times that I saw the story that she was like a known person in New Zealand. I thought she was just some like random person. You know, everybody is random. But she has like a YouTube video with songs and shit. She's probably going to have a YouTube video of her getting this face tattoo. It was real. It wasn't just a stunt. I don't know. The the other thing was like it may not it may be like a temporary like a henna tattoo. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. But still. That's bold. We do what it takes. But also if you come anywhere near him, I will shank you in the face right in your fucking cheek with my big toenail. I keep one sharp. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are diving deep into working from home. A.K.A. where I dive deep into my pants. What? (laughs) Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. 
Deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. All right. Well, I'm not going to lie. This week's deep dive was inspired in part by the fact that a bunch of my friends got fired this week. <laughs> what? What? Well, if you didn't see BuzzFeed, which is where I got my start, I worked there for three and a half years. Um, they just laid off about 250 people. And it was mostly people who had been working there for like five years or more, which really sucks because, I mean, A, those people made the most money, which is why they got fired because BuzzFeed is like, we don't make enough money. <laughs> but anyway, all of these people, if you see them on the internet, they're all geniuses and it sucks. I think they'll all be better off. <laughs> I have not worked there in three and a half years. I do love them, and I like that that's where I got my start. And I have also learned that being petty about shit um, makes me look bad, even though I'm right. So (laughs) that's why I tend not to talk about it. Um, Because I do appreciate what they did for me. But the point of this rambling on is that I now spend most of my time, I've worked for myself for the past three and a half years. I spend most of that time at home. And learning how to work from home is a goddamn struggle. But also for everybody else who's listening to this and you're like, well, I didn't quit my job or get fired. So how am I supposed to relate to this episode? First of all, fuck you. This is my podcast and I can talk about whatever the fuck I want. If you want to talk about having a regular nine-to-five job, start your own goddamn podcast, you piece of shit. Second of all, the weather is trying to kill all of us this month. It was colder in Chicago last week than Antarctica. Someone called it Siberia, (laughs) which is beautiful. So a lot of people are probably working from home or have been working from home at least a some days. So even if you have a regular nine to five job, sometimes you work from home. And I'm here to say working from home is the worst. So let's get into it. First, there's nothing stopping me from straight up ruining all of my furniture with my naked body. Humans should not be at home for a full 24 hours, okay? Because we revert to our canine impulses to hump the arm of the couch until it's covered in our juices. God damn it. (laughs) At first I was like, oh no, we evolved from apes. Oh no, you meant canine. Oh no, 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 yeah. (sighs) I pride myself on having a pretty decent apartment, but I'm just saying, if I didn't work from home, my apartment would be, like, spotless. I also require someone to stop me from napping at any given moment, okay? I am strongly pro-nap. I believe naps are the bedrock of a sane, functioning society. However, most people operate with some semblance of a schedule and structure that makes nap time fleeting and therefore precious. When you're finally able to take a nap, it's delicious. You can physically taste the sweet, sweet nectar of nap time. But then when you work from home, it's like, okay, I guess I'll just nap always. It's like drinking an entire bottle of honey straight from the bee's titty. (laughs) It's too much. It ruins it. And then the doctor is like, actually, you might just be depressed. And it's like, duh, I've been depressed since high school. Dr. Sykes. (laughs) (laughs) Call back. (laughs) Way to catch on. You think these depression naps are new? No. This has been sharing too much with Matt. Next, I need office drama to keep me alive. How am I supposed to focus on finishing my work if I don't get the reward of hearing about who we think is responsible for leaving a used condom in the middle of the office on a Wednesday night? Which may or may not be a real thing that happened at BuzzFeed. Oh my God, (laughs) it's not okay. I mean, uh, yeah, there's so many weird things that happened at BuzzFeed that are, like, funny internally. I don't know how interesting they are to the outside world. When I joined BuzzFeed, that was it was 2012. There were maybe, like, 100 people total across the whole company. There was no HR. I w- There was, like, I would be on Tumblr scrolling, and there'd be, like, graphic porn on my screen <laughs> accidentally. I wasn't just sitting there with, like, my dick out. But the point well, was— Someone was. There were very little rules. And one time, yeah, someone found like a fucking used condom just in the middle of the office, which is like, if you're going to fuck in the middle of the office, throw your condom away. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of, uh, what kind of like monsters just openly fuck and then are like, you know, we let's just leave our cummy condom right in the middle of the ground. Maybe it fell out of their pocket. 
I do have my suspicions about who it is, but that's <laughs> for another. Podcast. You'll have to ask me in person. The other, the other moment of of drama that is one of my favorite BuzzFeed stories is that one time in the women's bathroom there was like a little tiny piece of shit next to the toilet. <laughs> And then someone took a picture of it and sent an office-wide email that was like, who the fuck shit on the ground? (laughs) And then it became like a reply-all war. Oh, boy. Where people were like photoshopping the shit and like making, like taking selfies with it. It's just just like every, just the stereotype of what you imagine happened at BuzzFeed. And finally, the editor-in-chief, this was like, it went on for like a hundred (laughs) replies. The entire company replying all. And finally, the editor-in-chief replied and was like, this is the most shameful email chain I've ever seen. You're all grown adults. <laughs> like, clearly someone in this office did this and is so embarrassed right now. All of us were like, clearly it's just someone who's like wiping. Yeah. And a and little flake yeah. like flew off. They probably have no idea. But he was like, this person is probably mortified that you're <laughs> making fun of them. Which like, if you knew you shit on the ground and didn't do anything about it, you should be mortified. This is my long rambling way of saying that I want drama and I miss it. And that's what I need. And I don't get that drama when I work from home. I also operate best with a professional arch nemesis. Mm. Every step of my career, I, I feel like I've always had a mortal enemy who I competed with every single day, often with no knowledge on their part. <laughs> But I need that. I need that tension. I need conflict. Who am I supposed to compete with when I'm working from home? My Roomba? That's hardly a competition. She gets tired after sucking for like 15 minutes. I can suck for hours. (laughs) You shouldn't suck your coworkers. I'm just sucking up dirt. But for real, I live for office drama. It's the life force of every office everywhere in America. Um, Also, this is only slightly related, but I am strongly in favor of a stand-your-ground-style law that makes it 100% legal to fucking murder someone who takes your food from the fridge. I can't even fathom. I like I it's never happened to me personally, but I just the fact that it does happen is unfathomable to me. Like my brain cannot physically fathom. Moving on. Also, when you work from home, putting on pants is an effort that requires an entire tank of energy and motivation and I am always running on empty. Okay? Like, when you work a regular 9-to-5 job, your morning routine is pretty much set. You get up, shower, get dressed, coffee, blowjob, whatever. Your brain is basically, like, on zombie auto-drive. But when you work from home, it's like being a zombie who is aware that they are a zombie. Putting on pants becomes a feat. It is an act of God. It is no longer a requirement, but an active conscious choice that I am forced to confront every single day. I have to stare at a pile of denim every morning and question whether I want to be considered a functioning human being today. I have an existential crisis every morning, okay? Every morning over pants. And honestly, some days I don't even put on underwear. I just shower and wear a bathrobe all day. That's my dream. Yeah, but now I have bed sores. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I have to make my own hours. What am I, a coal miner? I feel like a clock? (laughs) Absolutely not. If you leave me to make my own hours, you need to be prepared for the consequences. That's why I work by the cycle of the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I'll only reply to emails when the tide is lowest. So, like, midday. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, there are too many distractions when you work from home. You expect me to sit and work when there's an internet machine full of pornography staring at me and nobody around to stop me from watching it? I'm already not wearing pants. Also, when you work from home, you just spend too much time with yourself. And then you start to realize that, like, you don't even like your own company. Oh, God. No, man. <laughs> you start being like, damn, bitch, why are you breathing so loud? <laughs> 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 also, you can't pretend like you're busy when someone asks you if you want to do something and you don't want to do it. Having a nine to five job is the perfect excuse to get out of almost anything. Oh, I can't. I'm working. 
But now when people are like, hey, are you free? They're basically like, I know you have nothing else going on and you have absolutely no way of getting out of this, bitch. Also, everybody knows that I only say I'm free after 11 a.m. because that's when I wake up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah, that day I should be free uh, after my morning meeting. They're like, there's no morning meeting. You're just sleeping. Also, when you work from home, people try to FaceTime you and you're naked. No. Did you see that iPhone glitch where when you FaceTime people, it automatically played their microphone? No. There's an iPhone glitch. I don't know if it's been fixed by now, where if you FaceTime someone and toggled the volume, you could hear their microphone before they answer. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. And it was like, if you do some other sequence, it could activate their camera. What? Yeah. Oh, no. That's so, my biggest fear. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, this bitch is calling me. I have to take this even <laughs> though I don't want to. And then you answer and they I didn't even all think of that. of that. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. That's true. I've never, like, willingly answered a FaceTime. There's always a series of, like, eye rolls, grunts, moans. Or you have, like, a business Skype, and they're like, I bet you're not wearing pants. And it's like, no, I'm I'm not. But you don't have to call it out. I did do a Skype. I have... You gave me that stained glass butt that is on my oh, yeah. bookshelf. And then I have a pot, a little, like, planter in the shape of a butt. And it's like... If I'm sitting at my desk, you can see it in the background. Oh. And I was on like a business Skype and they were like, why are there so many butts in the background? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I probably should have hid those. Also, when you work from home, there's nobody else to blame for all of my problems. Everybody needs an office scapegoat for fuck ups big and small. Now when it's like, oh, who broke the scanner because they tried to photocopy their bare asshole. There's only one person on the bare asshole lineup and it's me. It's my asshole. I have to identify my own bare asshole. I don't know if I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be pretty easy since there's a giant tattoo of Harry Styles on it. That's true. Yeah. Call back. <laughs> there's also nobody around to tell you your ideas are dumb. No, and I'm I here think for that, that is <laughs> that is the main function of an office workplace, I think, mm-hmm. is is being like no, bitch. <laughs> that idea is stupid and you should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, no. You know, when they're like, oh, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. Yes, there is. Most ideas are horrible. And you should know. But now it's just like, oh, I guess whatever the first idea I think of is what I'm doing today. <laughs> and finally, working from home means I no longer have any real conception of time. <laughs> is it Tuesday? Is it fucking Sunday? Is it March? Is it October? Do I smell gas coming from the stove? Or is that just the stench of my decaying human form? There's no way to tell. I'm dying inside. But anyway, this was just my long way of saying that if you work a 9-to-5 job and you're jealous of people who work for themselves, just realize that it's not always greener. Unless you're talking about... What my back looks like because it's moldy <laughs> from how much I sleep on it. <laughs> That's it for this week's Steep Dive. Thanks for listening. Next up, we got Akila Hughes in the studio right after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Fleur. You might not think about what's actually in the perfume that you spritz on yourself every day, but with Fleur, you don't have to. That's because they make stunning, non-toxic perfumes and list all of their ingredients online. That way you get a good scent made with clean ingredients. For luxurious perfumes that's all about good, clean fun, try P-H-L-U-R, Fleur. Get to know each of Fleur's scents with pictures, words, and even playlists on their site. Then try them on your own skin and see how it works for you. It's like swiping right on a dating app without the disappointment. Because unlike all those clueless dudes on the apps who don't post a single photo of them alone so you don't really know which one you're supposed to be looking at, Fleur's world-class perfumers are scent artists. And these perfumes are their masterworks. Floor scents are all gender-free, and I sampled a few different ones 
But when I smelled Moab, I knew this would be my first date smell. Picture this. I walk into the restaurant, stop right in front of a fan for the full Beyonce effect. I lock eyes with him and then BAM! My hints of clove, long pepper, vanilla, jasmine, and tonka bean hit him right in the nose. Moab and I take his breath away and we all elope. Go to Fleur.com today and use promo code UNHAPPY to get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. Pick three cents to try and get credit towards a full-size bottle of your favorite. That's promo code UNHAPPY at Fleur.com to get your first three Fleur fragrance samples at 20% off. P-H-L-U-R dot com. Our guest complainer today is the multi-talented comedian, writer, YouTuber. You might have read her stuff on Fusion, Hello Giggles, Femsplain, Refinery29. You might have seen any one of her videos, including tipsy book reviews on her YouTube channel, Akila, obviously. Her face has also been on MTV, Fusion, VH1, Elite Daily, Oxygen, all the magazine, like... Allure Magazine, L Magazine videos. She's also regularly featured doing cool shit with the Pod Save America gang now. Uh, so welcome to Unhappy Hour, Akila Hughes. Thank you. Wow. I'm so flattered. I feel like I'm blushing. I have just, there's so many credits to run through. I didn't even get to all of them, I don't think. And none of them are big enough, you know? <laughs> you may have seen her on her birthday drinking at the karaoke bar. <laughs> yeah, you know, one day. One day they'll just be one big one, but. That is true. Yeah. When you start off, it's like people are kind of, not that you're starting off, but like, yeah, (laughs) until you have that like one big thing. Yeah. Academy Award winner. Right, right. (laughs) You got recipient. (laughs) That it becomes part of your name. Yeah. That's what I need. Um, Well, we start off by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Oh my gosh. Okay. You know what I hate? I really, and I think maybe some people dislike this, but most people seem to like it based on the numbers. Uh huh. Really long Instagram captions. Yeah. What is the point? I'm like, make a blog. When I don't there's, like paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. And indentations. Then and like, most people are not good writers. Most people. Yeah. Especially hot people. So it's like, why don't we just <laughs> move it along? Like one word, uh, an emoji. Like I just. I keep reading all of these books, basically, by famous people on their Instagram. It's just like a thirst trap. And I'm like, I, I would have been trapped, but then you open your mouth. Yeah. I I love and embrace it. I'm like, <laughs> yes, show me a pic of your actual butthole and then just like do a whole long essay yeah, like, about like it, it the always, earth. It always starts reluctantly. Like, I didn't I didn't want to say, and I'm like, yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> you had a choice to push post. You, you planned did. this. Yeah, you drafted it exactly. out. Exactly. This was in your notes app before it was here. And there's still typos. <laughs> yeah, I kind of love it. You have to almost seek it out. At yeah. least Instagram, the one good thing that they've done is the dot, dot, dot. Yeah. You have to oh click my God. that you gotta bust to it see open. the rest. Bust it wide open <laughs> and then just despair. Yeah. I do hate the part of myself that, um, well, I mean most parts, but <laughs> the part where I'm like, I... I'll still like it. I'll yeah. like, it's like, if this, if I weren't like wildly attracted to this person, yeah. I'd be like, fuck this. Same, But Same. I'll still, I, it's just like that part of me that's like, I know, I know I'm going to do it. I mean, sometimes long captions happen to friends too. And you're like, oh God, <laughs> I mean, like I support you, but like you could have just texted somebody. <laughs> like, right, right. This is, yeah, it's oh, almost a cry for help. And then you're so like, I have to, I have to respond to the call. Do you think that the internet, like, do you think social media is ever going to reach peak and we just, like, stop doing it? Like, we all are like... <laughs> we are that past was that point. <laughs> we have reached peak. We are beyond peak. Yeah, we've crashed and burned and we're just watching the flames. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that is, like, one of the, one of the things I wanted to ask you about. Because, like, as someone who, obviously, you're a big part of the internet. Yeah. Um, you're on the internet <laughs> a lot. Like, please put that in my eulogy when I die. <laughs> she was a big part of the internet. Like, yeah. from day one, you remember her from being there. <laughs> You probably don't remember a time you were on the internet without Akila being there. It's such a mindfuck, though, when you it's like being on the internet is part of your job, but also like can't be great no. for your mind to it be on it constantly. It is a mistake. <laughs> it's a nightmare. We should have never signed up. <laughs> no, uh, it's true. It is so, it's exhausting. Yeah. But also, I mean, there are great things that come out of the internet. Truly. And there are so many things that like, I'm sure that you feel like you have, I feel like I have because of the internet. I mean, everything. Literally, yeah. no one knew who the fuck I was. <laughs> I was literally like Joe No One standing on a block right. until the internet found me. Yeah. Without the internet, it would just be like my mom saying, 
you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> my mom my telling me to shut up while I talk to her. <laughs> She's like, I don't care about your every thought. I'm like, someone needs to. <laughs> how do you kind of like moderate? How do you, how do you, do you don't? <laughs> There's a big head shake. Absolutely not. I like. I know that like it's New Year's resolution time. Like everybody's still trying to keep up with them, all of that stuff. And I just, I should be making resolutions like cut back. And I'm like, no, I'm leaning into it. Like first thing in the morning, I'm like angry, (laughs) and then I try to stay angry all day. Right. So that's my cardio. (laughs) I just started. So we're recording this at the beginning of January. Um. So it is still like people are still like high on their resolution times. Uh, but I just enabled the like, if if you don't enable it, Apple has started to send oh, yeah. like, you know, here's how long you've been on it. But you can enable like certain limits on certain apps. You did it? And I tried, tried it out. And it's like shocking how little a half hour, like yeah. how fast that goes by. That's like, like five tweets and then like yeah. six responses. <laughs> like I have been on Instagram for a half hour already and I like just woke up. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and your day is over now. But the um, the number of times that I hit ignore limit oh, and yeah. like then I continue to use it is is every time. I yeah. don't think I've made it a single day yet. <laughs> never, never. Like you have to be on a plane to LA with like a plane that doesn't have Wi-Fi to right, be right. like off of your phone. It's impossible. And now they all have Wi-Fi. So. Yeah, they all have Wi-Fi and I pay for it. Like, I don't even care. Sometimes it's like exorbitant. It's like $300. I'm like, I need it. <laughs> I just got charged. This charge came through because I have it set up so I get a text every time my, my card is swiped. Oh, wow. So I know if someone steals my shit, That's smart. I will know right away. <laughs> um, mostly it's just a reminder of how recklessly I spend my money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on food every day. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> but I keep getting charged for like go-go in-flight and I, apparently at some time I must have like subscribed to oh, monthly yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I you're flying not... out a lot. So. I guess so. But I haven't in like a little while. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just paying it's for so non-existent expensive. Wi-Fi. It's like $50 a month or something. Yeah. I did it once. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. I, apparently I did too. And now it just <laughs> never ends. So I, I don't, one thing I, I've thought a little bit about when I worked at BuzzFeed and made videos with them. I think when I first started, I made a lot of like I Twitter was my my thing and that's yeah. where I spent a lot of time and was kind of obsessed with like growing a following there. Yeah. And it was like slow and steady. But it wasn't until like I, I kind of like took a step back, spent more time off the internet than making like larger things yeah. like videos mm-hmm. where it's like most of that happens not just sitting at a screen. <laughs> right. Uh, then, like, then I started getting a lot more followers at once. So it's it's like counterintuitive because yeah. when you're on the like when you're a person on the internet, you think like I need to constantly be like active and churning out stuff, and right. that's what people think is like that's how you grow. Yeah. But I almost think like it's you grow more if you take. The step back. I think so too. Like that's what I. I mean, I keep thinking about this childish Gambino lyric from before the cool. Like this is America times. Okay, <laughs> it was a little bit dorkier times. But he said, uh, "I've worked all winter. I will not fail summer." And I think about that all the time because, like you know, beginning of the year, and you're like, "What does my year look like?" And if I would just like get the fuck off the internet (laughs) and make something by summer, I could be killing it. But I'm going to spend every day online and then in the summer have nothing to show for it. Just like wrinkles and like acne. (laughs) Like that is what I'm barreling towards this summer at this rate. Yeah. A severe addiction to blue light. Yes. Can't sleep without it. (laughs) Exactly. If I don't have my phone facing my face with notifications on all night. Then what am I doing? Yeah. Well, I guess as as um, to transition into stuff that we actually do do, that you actually do, how do you describe what you do? I mean, I don't know. Every year I say something and then every year I'm like, that sounds kind of dorky by the end. So I used to be <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm an internet person. I'm like, no, I really hate that. And then I'm like, I'm a comedy person. I'm like, why don't you just say you're a comedian? And I'm like, well, I don't do stand up anymore. So I guess I'm going to start doing stand up again. Yeah. I do a lot of things. I would say that I am a like a creative humorist. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Was there a time when you like consistently did stand up and now you don't anymore? Is that Yeah. It? I mean, I like when I first moved to the city, so around 2012ish, I like started doing stand up and I think that the most consistent I ever was was like 2014. And then I got a book deal and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, well, I can't write both." And then it just turned out I was writing neither. <laughs> so like <laughs> now the book is finally done. Um, but the the stand up is uh, really done. <laughs> It's hard. I feel like, I mean, I don't know your experience, but writing a book, 
you have to like write a book. It's a real nightmare. It is the most <laughs> to, like isolating. write a whole book. Yeah, and you start to wonder like, are any of my stories good? Like, have yeah. I ever told a joke? Like everything in the book, I'm like, this just seems like I'm trying to remember as much as possible, not like telling a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like, it had to have been 8:30 in the morning when um I think it was probably 74 degrees outside. I'm like, what is happening? No one wants to read this. <laughs> so yeah, buy my book. It comes out <laughs> later this year. Uh, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> no, I think it's helpful to talk about like the struggle of it. I mean, even I feel like I'm inspired when like talented creative people um fuck up yeah. and I'm like, yes, yeah. we're all human. I know. Like there was Tiffany Haddish, I guess, did oh, a New yeah. Year's Eve show and it went really, really badly. Uh, and she has to like publicly apologize <laughs> for it. Which is amazing that you have to apologize <laughs> for being unfunny one yeah. night in like Florida. But what were they expecting? <laughs> <laughs> also, like, come on, it's Florida. You should be so grateful. Right. <laughs> Someone came here on purpose and talked to us. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't funny the whole time. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's nice to see that someone who is, like, so funny yeah. has, like, a human moment and you're not just, like, on all the time. Yeah. That's the beauty of stand-up is that most people are bad at it. I mean, right, myself right. included. I feel like it takes so much time getting comfortable that it's, like, that is the one place where you're like, you know what? Not everybody's good all the time. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like by a, by a rule, you should be probably be like bad as much as you are good yeah. to like learn how to be good. Mm-hmm. It, it's taken me a while. I still have not accepted that because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, if one thing goes wrong, I'll quit. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> the moment I like really take, like if anyone threw something at me, I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's the end of Akila <laughs> moving back to Kentucky. <laughs> are there any, I do. I do uh, like asking comics, like if you can recall your worst ever set oh yeah it wasn't even a set okay so there's this show called uptown showdown Mm -hmm. that michael ian black does with like his friends and it was uh like janine garofalo was on the show a few people that i like really respected and there are rules basically like they give you a topic we were on a team of three people and it was like flight versus invisibility and i think that we were invisibility the team was flight something like that whatever janine garofalo is cheating all right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she went over time. She's winning the audience over. So I'm like, I'm going to cut her off and say something funny. And it was not funny. Ugh. And it got very awkward. And I had no way to recover it. It was like the longest 45 seconds of people being like, why did you why didn't you just let Janine Garofalo talk? Right. <laughs> and I was like, can we forfeit? Like, can I just go home? <laughs> I think about it every night before I go to sleep. Yeah. It happened a year ago. <laughs> That's the fucked up thing. It's like when it goes bad, it stays with you. It's like It's not... like the most embarrassing day of your life. It's yeah. like when you thought you were going to get a bit, like I really thought this was the moment <laughs> people were going to be like, we're all voting for invisibility. Akilah's the funniest person. None of us knew who she was when we came in here. Now we all are like the biggest fans. And it was just like, why did they invite this dumb bitch? <laughs> so, you know, I'll never forget. Yeah. How long ago then did you move to New York? So I've been in New York for, oh, I guess almost seven years. I've been saying seven and a half. I guess I'm bad at math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I moved here in 2012 and it was in May. So it was right, almost right. seven. And okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like right before Hurricane Sandy. Great time in New York. Same. Yeah, that's <laughs> Girls when I was in its too. peak in the zeitgeist. <laughs> <laughs> Robin was being played on the radio. Uh huh. Was that your first like hurricane experience? It was. It was. I mean, like you know, I it's insensitive to say it was fun. But like, <laughs> my block didn't really have any problems. We bought a lot of food. We ordered a pizza in the eye of the hurricane. It came from a guy on a bike. Oh we my god. We gave him a fifty dollar tip. That's good. Which was still not enough. Right. Right. <laughs> he was riding a bike in a hurricane. <laughs> but we didn't want the food we bought after we bought it. That happens, you know? What neighborhood did you live in? Clinton Hill. Okay. Yeah. yeah I lived in, like, Flatbush, Ditmas Park. Yeah. And, yeah, we didn't really get affected either. Yeah, I think at, like, 3 a.m., like, the lights flickered, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to bed. And then the next day, it was all back. <laughs> I just realized, like, how little I know about any type of, like, d- disaster survival. Yeah. Like, we have filled our tub with water, because that's what you're supposed to do right. for you some reason. Yeah, just to uh, have some. <laughs> I guess so, just but, to like, have if water. But, like, if your tub's not super clean, then, like, what are you going to do with that water? Yeah, it just looked, yeah, it was gross, and it would drain every, like, few hours, yeah. we'd have to refill it. But I bought a bunch happened. of candles from um, Bath & Body Works, and then I kept lighting them because I just liked them. <laughs> and, like, my, my roommates were like, you have to you have to blow them out. These are for, like, when the power goes out. I'm like, but doesn't it, like, smell nice in here? Like, does it feel nicer? Right. I'm just, I'm unable to not 
consume anything that is immediately available. Yes. To me. <laughs> Like, I don't have anything in my apartment because if it's there, I will eat it. Yeah, that's the point. I mean, literally all day I was like, well, now that we have all this bread and milk, I guess we're making yeah. bread and milk sandwiches. <laughs> like, Instead we're doing of, it yeah, all. Eating, like, moderately throughout the week. It's just eat like a king on one day and then, yeah, figure it out the rest of the week. Yeah. It happened during, I, I was the middle of my two weeks notice for, like, quitting my first job in the city. And my boss was so pissed. She was like, can, can you do another week? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm Gotta never coming back. Sorry, the, tr- the trains are down and I don't want to get on the bus. So I guess that was it. Yeah, I remember they uh, they set up like a makeshift office and they were like, if you can get here, you have to work. Um, That's a big During if. Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. And I was like, mm, yeah. What is what is your like pop culture diet? What is Ooh. what are you what shows do you watch? So many shows. I feel like I've seen everything. And then like you're going to ask me about one show and I'll be like, never heard of it. Like I've never <laughs> seen Game of Thrones. I've seen one episode and I just I, it's not for it's me. It's a commitment. I there's too many characters yeah. and like even in books the moment they like introduce three people with the same like first letter of their name I'm like well I don't know who anyone is I know <laughs> I just I started doing that like where I'm like fuck I have to like get a piece of paper and like draw a diagram yeah, just to like, understand what the fuck person? is happening what is this scene about I also like I do look at my phone so if it's something that's like a little too like you have to pay attention I'm like we're only going to watch this if I have a surgery or something. Right. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's just not going to work I literally out. can't, uh, yeah, can't yeah. pick up my phone. I mean, so I just finished second season of Marvelous Miss Maisel. Uh-huh. Loved it. Um, I was very late to the Ozark ship, but I watched all of it. So I just finished that. Um, I'm watching like A Million Little Things, which is sort of like yeah. ABC's This Is Us. <laughs> I mean, and it's just like, I don't know. It's not my favorite show. My mom likes it, so it's something for us to talk about. <laughs> That's what I was, when I was just at home, my my family was watching it. And I was like, what the fuck is this yeah, show? Yeah, literally. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Every show has right. to have a bunch of adults and then like one black person. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the show. And they're all just like wildly depressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like they're friends, but they don't know anything about each other. I mean, it's just a lot. (laughs) Like, how are you guys even friends? Like, it's ridiculous. I watched that. um, Are you like a TV person? Like, is that your main kind of like vice? So much. Like, I don't watch anything live, really, but I watch so much stuff. I started watching reality shows again. I had been off of it since like. I want to say the real world Chicago, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the September 11th season. <laughs> it has been that long. But I uh, I started watching 90 Day Fiance, which is just a nightmare. I've, I've never even heard of that. You never heard of 90 Day Fiance. No. You're watching this right after this. I probably you will. You will shout at your TV. In. You should make an entire Instagram like IGTV series because uh-huh. your commentary is necessary. <laughs> it's like, so I thought it was like The Bachelor where it's like they have 90 days to get a fiance. It is not that. It is people who met someone either online or in real life from another country. They come to America on a fiance visa, which is 90 days, meaning like they have to get married. And like, it's always just the weirdest, grossest guys and like scam artists from Russia. And it's like <laughs> incredible. Like they're like, I just need the $45,000 wedding dress. <laughs> and he's like, okay, baby, whatever, anything for you. And then, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, that guy totally went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> he was a drug dealer. He got caught with a lot of drugs. <laughs> I can't imagine that setup where where nobody ends up in, like, yeah. not in prison. Oh, it's nuts. Or like Everybody's it's some in jail. like very handsome man of color and just like the dumpiest woman from like <laughs> Milwaukee. And she's just like, we're in love. And then the moment they get married, he leaves. Like he like leaves. He doesn't just like they don't get a divorce. Like the production is like, what happened to him? And they're like, he walked out. One day. <laughs> and I'm I like, can't this is him. the craziest show on television. And what it's is it is. on? TLC. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in between episodes of, I guess, um, my six hundred pound life and whatever else is there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We. I've barely gotten through no we just like love each other too much <laughs> well i do want to ask about like how how do you decide like what to talk about on the internet because i feel like i followed you for a while mm-hmm. and you talk about like the great stuff and the not so great yeah. stuff was there a point when you were like yeah i'm gonna talk about some of the more difficult things in my life yeah like was that a decision or it was just like fuck it i think it was like it was a very conscious decision because yeah. like i'm from the school of thought and from like a place in the country where it's very much like 
if someone found out that you said this thing, you will never get a job. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and it could be the most benign thing. Like, yeah. I don't like Gold Star. They'd be like, well, you can never get a job in <laughs> Cincinnati. Like, it is so, like, people are so afraid. And I remember, you know, earliest days internet, like, following every writer from Hello Giggles and just being like, oh, my gosh, they're really telling their whole lives out here. And it, it wasn't even immediately in New York. Like, I was saying much worse stuff on stage than I was online just because I'm like, that feels like it's forever. Um... And then, like, I think, honestly, like, to really bring it down on the podcast. <laughs> it's unhappy hour. Yeah, here we go. It's like, I think, like, Michael Brown getting shot mm. was, like, this moment where it's, like, why am I afraid to say that things are bad? Like, yeah. we all know it's bad, right? Right. <laughs> it's actually absurd that I'm afraid to be, like, hey, people shouldn't get shot. Like, things like that, you know? And, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think being outspoken about that stuff made me unafraid to talk about like family problems and other things where it's just like, what are we doing? Like we're all barreling towards death, like a right. hundred miles per hour, <laughs> but we're all afraid to say a thing. Like yeah, who cares? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like a, it's, it's a reflection of how life actually is. Yeah. It's like, you know, most people are on the internet trying to like pretend like everything is fine. Yeah. As long as we like fake it enough, everyone will believe it. But yeah. it's like, no, life is, is bad just as much as it is good it's very real if not more so yeah <laughs> honestly there was i wanted to ask about you, you live tweeted uh, an emergency plane <laughs> landing when was this so this was this would have been oh i think it was um this was like in june or july it was uh -huh. right before the jurassic world premiere because that's what i was flying to la for <laughs> for like a red sure. carpet thing i had to do and it was <laughs> the plane was going from new york to la and around Albuquerque, I was watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt uh -huh. <laughs> on my phone, and then, like, eight people stood up at once, and it was, like, they were kind of, like, in different class sections. Like, it was all over the place, but, like, all at once. And I'm, like, are we, be like, are we being hijacked? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just, like, turn off, like, I take off my headphones, and I'm, like, let's just listen in. And then they come over the uh, announcement system thing, and they're like, okay, don't be alarmed. The people standing up are all flight attendants. Uh, the plane is on fire. And then I just hear from the back of the screen, or the back of the plane, this woman scream, oh, no! <laughs> and I'm like, ah, shit. So then I just started live tweeting. I called my mom and, like, left a voicemail. It was, like, the saddest voicemail you could ever leave, right? And I'm just like, they're teaching us how to brace for impact. Like, it's so intense. So we, like, hit the ground hard in Albuquerque. And I get off the plane. I go to the nearest bar. <laughs> There's not a lot of bars at that <laughs> airport. Like, it's really kind of sad. And I hear someone behind me, and they're like, wow, we made it to L.A. really fast. <laughs> and I'm oh like, my you God. slept through this? <laughs> what, also, a, what a joy. <laughs> also, like, the voicemail did not go through. Like, my mom was like, it was a bunch of garbled stuff. What's up? <laughs> I'm like, good to know. We almost died. It was pretty intense. But yeah, yeah that's, that's how so I knew scary. I was addicted to the internet. I'm like, this is my, and like, my intuition isn't like, have a human connection with the two people who are sitting next to me. My intuition is to open my phone and start, like, live tweeting the last <laughs> seconds of my life. Did you have to, like, go out at an emergency exit when you landed? No, no. Well, here's the crazy thing. So we land hard. And, like, before we get to the... um to the thingy, the jetway or whatever, uh, a bunch of, like, firefighters are getting on, and I'm like, yo, like, move. <laughs> like, let us off first. Right. What is happening? And so they did, like, kind of realize halfway through. So a lot of people just, like, grabbed their shit and ran, and we we just got off on, like, the the ground, the tarmac. Right, the right. <laughs> that is horrifying. It was the worst, and I, like, have flown, like, 30 times Yeah. <laughs> I am, yeah, I think if I went through that, I'd be like, fuck, yeah, now I have to again. drive everywhere. That's what <laughs> yeah. happened to him, the guy, the drummer from Blink-182. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that plane went down, and he's like, he doesn't fly anymore. Right. Travis Barker. Um, well, there's so much we didn't get to. I'm I do want to ask um, about your book. Is there a release date yet? Do we know? Okay, so it's definitely coming out fall 2019. Uh -huh. uh, we're doing the cover shoot next week, so Amazing. exciting. And it's coming out through Penguin and Razorbill. I believe it will be called Obviously, because uh -huh. why wouldn't it be called Obviously? Obviously. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm super pumped. It's essays from like every part of my life, but mostly about a young kid who found the internet in Kentucky. It was like, these are my people. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Yeah. There's a whole chapter about Neopets. Um, before we let you go, usually we play a game called Elaborate, where I ask you to elaborate on some of the things you've said you hate on Twitter. Of which there is plenty. Oh, yes. Um, so a couple 
This was from earlier this year. I hate when you walk into a party and everybody looks at you trying to decide if you're important enough to kiss ass. (laughs) Because the answer is obviously yes. Kiss my ass, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's a pretty good tweet. I said that? It's real. I mean, never go to a party in L.A. Like. I'm that way too, though. I'm like, who's coming in? Same. Who's coming I in? like, I can tell how expensive someone's clothes are, and like, that's really messed up about me. But I'm like, those jeans cost enough for them to be somebody. <laughs> yeah. oh, I wish I knew that. That's it's a weird. skill I need to develop. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hate the word khaki. Yeah. I had a whole conversation, and I also attempted to turn this into a bit about how like khaki sounds like a racial slur. It does. <laughs> Does. And then, like, a lot of pant names sound like Chino should yeah, not be the name of a offensive. pant. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I, it, It's just a gross word. Not only have the white supremacists ruined it, but, like, I, <laughs> I remember, like, very sadly in high school, I wore a lot of khakis because I had a dumpy body. And uh-huh. I would go to Best Buy and Target, as you would, and everyone would always ask me if I worked there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm over it. <laughs> Yeah. I don't work here. <laughs> Never wear khakis to Target. <laughs> Never. Let's see. I'll do one last one. Um, this one, I, I'm just curious about because um, it's outside of my familiarity. The yellow glitter eyeshadow filter on Instagram is a hate crime against black women. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It looks so bad. Okay, so... Within all of the filters, there's the Kylie filter, there's the little square filter. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of them's a soccer ball, but I've never used that one. <laughs> there's one that's like the makeup, and it's gold dots, but like I've never seen it look good on a black person. And when I use it, I look like I have jaundice. Like <laughs> they did this on purpose to make me look bad. And I know like white people use it, and they're like, I look glamorous, like I look like Kim Kardashian, and I do it. And I'm like, this is a specifically like mustard yellow, and right. not like the hot, like the good mustard yellow, you know, and, like not the warm. No, like, I'm talking no, no, like no. green Dijon ass mustard. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope the engineers at Instagram are listening. Listen, talk to the people at Snapchat. Those filters shit all over the Instagram. <laughs> Filters, and that's the only reason I still have a Snapchat account. Well, yeah, I mean, all Instagram does is is crib everything. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow they're going to be called Instasnat, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, before we completely let you go, where can people find you and your work? Wow, well, you know, I am always online, so you can find me on Twitter at Akila. Obviously, Uh, I am also on Instagram. I'm posting increasing thirst traps. Like now's a good time to start following that. Yeah, That's, get in early. Yeah, get in early before they get really good. It's at Akila H. And uh, yeah, just look out for that book later in the year. Okay, yeah. just keep that in mind. Obviously, Akila Hughes, Fall 2019. You see the word, obviously, you buy the book. Thank you. We'll have to have you back so we can talk about all of the other stuff that yes. we didn't even get to. Oh my God, I would love to. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. See ya. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down. Barry, let's start with the TV we've been watching this week. What you watching? I'm watching High Maintenance. I want to watch it. It's so good. Have you seen it ever before? No. Oh, my gosh, Matt, we have to have a marathon. So... In your case, and for anyone else who has not watched High Maintenance, you need to start with the web series, which is on HBO. So when you go to HBO Go, there's the High Maintenance HBO version, and then there's another little icon, and that's for the web series. Start with the web series. I've been watching it. (laughs) I've been watching it since it was a web series, like since it first came out. Uh, But really, it's one of the most influential pieces of art that... (laughs) has ever impacted me like i i really love the show so much the way they create story and characters in such short periods of time is phenomenal and it's beautiful and previous guest complainer Catherine cohen i saw was, was on this on week's it. episode and she's so good so just a little backstory about high maintenance it is it started as a web series obviously and now it's on hbo in its third season and it follows i mean now it's become more about the guy who is the weed dealer Mm -hmm. but it started off being more just about all these different people's lives around new york city who are interconnected through buying weed from this guy that's the premise of the show and you see all these different forms of life in new york and it's so good uh but Catherine is phenomenal in this episode 
the season's really good so far. It's only been two episodes, but I I love it and I look forward to watching it every week. And my dad was disappointed that this wasn't my chaser last week, <laughs> so I also wanted to make sure I said it this week. Good, good. Yeah, watching a lot of other stuff, but for sure, high maintenance being back is great. Um, and I love it, and you should totally watch it. I will. Okay. Well, what are you watching? My TV show of the week is uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that it came back last... Like, I, I feel like I missed the release date. I don't know if they really pushed it very hard. I don't... I, they probably didn't, because it's not, like, that good. I don't know. But I love Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I think, overall, it is probably, like, one of my top five fave shows. Of all time? Yeah. I love Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I think, like, it's like 30 Rock in that Tina Fey is in it. (laughs) (laughs) Also, no. It's like 30 Rock in that um, there's just so many jokes. Uh, Yeah, it's just line after line after line. Every joke is a joke. Every sentence is a joke. (laughs) And they've definitely, I feel like this, so the the episodes that just came out, this this is the last season, Mm -hmm. and it's, season four but they split it into two they keep doing that so it was like six episodes came out last in like this the fall or something and then now these are the last six episodes and these last six i feel like they're definitely there's definitely it's just so absurd yeah like one of my favorite visual jokes from the first couple of seasons of unbreakable kimmy schmidt is when Titus goes to his boyfriend's family's house and they're going to tell his family that his boyfriend is gay. And they cut to his, like, great-grandma and she's just, like, a Muppet. (laughs) (laughs) And it's supposed to be, like, this super, super old Italian woman who's, like, so old that she's a Muppet. (laughs) And it's just so... But but I like how, like, it's just, like, that drop of, like, super absurd in, like, a what is otherwise a normal world. Yeah. And this, these last six episodes, I think they were just like, it's so far in the direction (laughs) of like absurd. Like the main storyline is that Titus uh, was assaulted, sexually assaulted by a puppet. Yep. (laughs) And not the grandma puppet though. No. Different puppet. Different puppet. (laughs) Whose dick you do see. I saw it. I saw that. (laughs) And it was uncomfortable. (laughs) It's just, I still, I still love it. Overall, I still like laugh so much. I've probably seen every episode like twenty times. Like that is my definition of my top five favorite shows. It's just like shows that I've rewatched over and over and over and yeah. never tire of. And that's what Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is to me. So I will not let these last six episodes ruin that. I still love it. So that's what I've been watching. What is your non-TV chaser? Here we go. Ready to get deep. Hey, by the time this podcast comes out, I will have had my 30-day meditation streak. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you are you one with the universe? I'm one with the universe. I'm cured. I'm solved. Um, no. It's <laughs> it's been 30 days and I I've my whole thing has been if I have 10 minutes to be on my phone, I have 10 minutes to meditate. And I actually did end up paying for Calm, the app, and have been using that because I like that they have like 21-day challenges and stuff like that. Um, and it's been, it's made a huge difference. It really has. And I, it has improved my life. <laughs> I don't know. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you just were about to burst into tears. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I, it's, it's been very helpful in the sense that I feel like I'm able to control my brain, which I've only ever felt like it was controlling me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I'm hoping to keep it up and keep going and you know at least 10 or 15 minutes a day but it's really made a difference in terms of like how awake i feel and my focus and yeah. things like that so it's it's really made me a lot happier and it's been noticeable yeah. <laughs> for m- the people around me that's good yeah i yeah i feel like i've fallen out of i used to like before bed i would listen to one of the apps and do like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and i do think it improved like how focused I was I mean we were talking about how like I feel like I'm just constantly scrolling on something yeah and it's because now I feel like my brain just needs constant stimulation yeah and meditating is I mean basically it's just like you're sitting there doing nothing but you're okay with it yeah you're just like concentrating on your breath and right 
and not judging myself for thoughts. Like I thought that the point of meditation was to not think. And it's not that. It's just letting yourself focus. And when thoughts come up, being able to recognize it, note it, and then go back to the breath. Anyway, this is a new age podcast now. (laughs) Next week, crystals. (laughs) No, thank you. Um, (laughs) But no, it's been good. I like doing it in the morning. And that is my chaser. How about you? What's your chaser? I guess my chaser, which we will talk more about in next week's Valentine's Day episode. Your half birthday. Oh, it's also my half birthday. (laughs) Thank you for remembering. My half birthday was Groundhog Day, February 2nd, by the time you're hearing this. Um, One day after Harry Styles' actual birthday. And one day before my dad's actual birthday. Really? Really. What a a trio of days. (laughs) No, we'll talk more about this in next week's episode. I have been, like, consciously trying to, like, date. Ooh! (laughs) And I hate it. I love it. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like I, to be earnest for a second, I think I don't actually put myself out there all that much, which is paradoxical, I think, to a lot of, it seems paradoxical to a lot of people because clearly my job is to like get on stage and expose myself. Not metaphor, not literally. (laughs) (laughs) But I think like a lot of performers, like that is in some ways, it just like adds to the cover of being able to be like, this is my my public self. And it gives me more reason to like keep my personal self hidden. So I'm trying to like, one of my resolutions that I'm sticking to is to try to be like more out there, like be okay with it talk about stuff. Um, I'm not telling anybody any stories. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't I don't know. I feel like if it's helpful to anybody who also has like not put themselves out there all that much, let's do it. Also another shout out to all the amazing people that I used to work with who um got unceremoniously fired this week by the overlords at BuzzFeed. <laughs> <laughs> the grass is greener on the other side. Welcome to the afterlife. And your moldy back. And my moldy back. And that's it for this week's Unhappy Hour. Thank you for listening. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our editors are Dina Kleiner and Josh Gwynn. Music by Hans Dale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. (gasps) Bye-bye. And I am telling you. Did I do that already? I don't know. I'm not going. You're the best man. Did you cut it off already? No. Bye. They were like, I guess we can't ship 16,000 pounds of nuggets. How many nuggets is that? How heavy (laughs) is one nugget? Uh, a single chicken McNugget would weigh 17 and a half grams. So how do we do that? 16,000 pounds times. Oh, I don't no, know. Divided, You're the mathlete. Divided by 17.5 grams. I think it's 414,000 nuggets. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I did that right.